Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, we spent the last week talking about free agency and the fantasy values of all the players that have moved or have been affected by free agency and trades. Today, we're going to spin it with some Dynasty talk. And man, we're getting a lot of Dynasty emails. I'm going to try to clear out the inbox a little bit. Got some tweets to read. You can follow us. I'm at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R, at Jamie Eisenberg. He's J-A-M-E-Y, at Heath Cummings, Senior, Heath Cummings, S-R, and at Yards Per Gretch. Does not rhyme with catch. Yards Per Gretch, G-R-E-T-C-H. What's up, everybody? Heath, welcome back to the show. We've been working on your Dynasty rankings. I have been. And I would just like to say that I still agree with Ben that catch and Gretch and fetch all do rhyme. If, if you listen back to the podcast, so you, have to, you don't have to listen to the whole thing. Just listen to the first 45 seconds to hear what you, you just said. Yeah, it, that you just said that in a way that it didn't rhyme. Like you didn't even say catch. You said catch, which is normal. And I don't say catch. Gretch. No, he definitely said catch and Gretch. Again, they don't rhyme. Again. Is this like the whole dog frog thing again? I think it just depends on, like, we had a very smart email talking about how on the West Coast, catch and Gretch rhyme. On the East Coast, catch and, it's like, it's like tournament. <laughs> I don't say that. All right. <laughs> so, uh, he, we have dynasty risers and fallers at quarterback and running back. On Thursday, we'll do wide receiver and tight end. Make sure you check in the website for the updated content. That's cbsports.com slash fantasy slash football. I did want to do a little bit of just straight up 2020 stuff first so let's do some buy or sell buy or sell one of the rookie running backs will be drafted ahead of the sophomore running backs uh i buy that i buy that totally i i kind of buy that well unless you're drafting with adam right because miles sanders is going seventh overall I mean, it, it really does depend on where jonathan taylor goes or the number one back goes but I think it's possible for sure. So just give me a scenario where a running back, because okay, if you're not drafting with me and and Miles Sanders or Josh Jacobs is still a top twenty pick, who you know who's going where? That's going to make you take a rookie running back in the top twenty. Take Jonathan Taylor to anywhere where he looks like the lead back. Will will go ahead of Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders. Okay, he's that good of a prospect. Buy or sell number two. There's no reason to value Juju Smith-Schuster lower than you did this time last year. Oh, uh, sell. Yeah, I'll sell that too. I actually want to circle back. If he goes to Miami, he might not go ahead of those guys. That's the one place. <laughs> okay. Lousy Jordan Um. Yeah, I, like, I get the logic behind what you're saying, but I do value Juju Smith-Schuster lower than I did this time last year. So I, I think I have to uh, sell, but I, I like where the I, where the question's coming from. It's almost Part of it is you value him lower because you can value him lower, right? I mean, you don't have to rank him. You can still recognize that he has that upside, but you don't have to draft him early in the second round, Juju. Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I even project him lower, though. Okay, so why? Just because of Roethlisberger's elbow? Uncertainty surrounding Roethlisberger, yeah. Okay. He also... I mean, going into last year, all we had was an excellent collegiate track record 
and then two excellent seasons. And he wasn't, I mean, yeah, there was different quarterbacks and everything, but he wasn't as good. That's I mean, all he had. We had. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good <laughs> a good baseline there. All he had was Superman. <laughs> right. I know. But like he had, he was coming off in a, a 111 catch, 1400 yards, seven touchdown season at 22. It's really hard to overstate how good this guy was in 2018. Right. So, I know. You have to you have to move him back after last year. Well, yeah, because he was so bad even with the co- yeah, and we've seen um he had five hundred and fifty two yards and three touchdowns in twelve games. We've seen good receivers overcome bad quarterback play. I guess a little better than I think. Juju I think did. the one the one concern would be was what some people were scared of last year. Is he really a number one? Like, what do you, can he handle? What do you think? Can he handle? Can he handle the double? Can he handle the expectations? Can he handle being the statistical leader without help? Did you learn um, any of those answers? No, no, yeah, I, I no. didn't learn any of that. No. Right. I didn't buy into that last year, and I'm taking it a little more seriously now. But I, I do think because I think you struggle with that a little bit earlier in the year. But I do think after Deontay Johnson and James Washington emerged going into this year, it doesn't. You know, he's still a slot receiver. Those guys are going to put more stress on the defense down the field. I don't think it actually will will be as, you know, of much of an issue. The re- the reason I say I didn't learn it because I want to see it with Roethlisberger. Yeah. All right, next up, the Julio Jones decline will begin in 2020. Um, are we sure it didn't begin in 2019? Uh, well, I Julio mean, Jones yards per target in 2019 were a career low. Julio Jones yards per reception were tied for his career worst. Julio Jones no, yards no, per game. Not quite true. It's What's that? Sec- second career worst uh, yards per catch. He was at 13.8 in 2015. Okay. But but and then, um, then what was he in 2016? 17. 2016, he was at 17. Right, that's what I'm saying. He went from 13.8 to 17. So that's why it's could it could be somewhat of a deceiving stat. But continue. Go ahead. Sorry. And his even his yards per game were the second lowest mark since 2012. Okay, buy or sell. Julio Jones is in decline. I I buy it. He's 31. I. I'm gonna probably mostly sell that. Like when he said it's second lowest since 2012, he was over 100 yards per game in five of those seven seasons. He led the league three times. I mean, we're talking about numbers that you like. You would say he's gonna have to come down from, but he was still at 93 yards per game last year. That's still very, very good. Yeah, I mean, you you can buy this and still love him. So yes, I'll buy it and still love him. All right, buy or sell number four. Marlon Mack will catch 35 or more passes this year. His career high is 21 in his rookie year, 2017. Marlon Mack will catch 35 or more passes. So, so. Yeah, I think sell makes the most sense. I will say, like in Los Angeles, even with a primary pass catching back like Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon still caught more than 35 passes every year. So it's not like I think Naheem Hines is going to lead the running back group in catches. I wouldn't be surprised if that if Max catches still go up, but I I all sell. And finally, one of the weird stats on Mac is he caught more passes when they were leading, and that's because of how heavily heavily game script dependent the Colts are with their personnel usage. They leave him on the field; he plays way more snaps when they're leading, and so he still catches some balls. But when they're trailing, they just pull him and they play Naheem Hines a bunch of snaps and he doesn't rack up those come from behind catches. And if Frank Reich still uses that kind of split, Hines is definitely going to lead the backs of catches. Interesting. All right. Finally, uh, Brandon Cooks is washed up by or sell. Uh, sell. Yeah, I'm selling it. 
Uh, I'll buy it just because I'm afraid of one more concussion. Yeah, but I, I guess like I, I completely agree with what Jenny said, and I was going to try to qualify it in the same way. Is like I don't think concussion issues relate to washed up. If he's healthy, I expect him to be good. I'm going to give Heath the points there because he said washed up instead of washed. So that was really just a test to see if you would come through, and you did. Congratulations. Join our Facebook group, everybody. Good off-season conversation. Search Fantasy Football Today on Facebook, or you can click on the link in the episode description. You can chat with the FFT team and other fantasy fans. A lot of free agency talk going on right now in the Facebook group. Also, I saw a Facebook post, what is your favorite football movie? Anybody care to comment? Not enough votes for Rudy, which should be should be number one, I think. There's enough football <laughs> in there for you? Definitely. Definitely a football movie. Is there more football per minute in Rudy than Jerry Maguire? Is that is that honestly a question? Because the answer is yes, for sh- like 100% for sure, not even yes. Absolutely. Uh, the, Rudy would be my answer. Jamie would say remember the Titans. Heath, your favorite football movie? I think I'll agree with you that Rudy is the most overrated football movie. <laughs> um, radio. I've never seen radio. That's a strange answer. Fantastic. And Ben, favorite football movie? Oh, there's a lot of good ones. You guys named a bunch of good ones. Uh, I don't know if I'll get it right on the spot, but let's say uh, any given Sunday is another one that we should throw out. That's pretty darn good. Okay. And I encourage everyone to read the article or listen to the podcast episode we did on fantasy baseball today. Wait, did you did you answer for me? Yeah, you said remember the Titans. No, no, my my Jerry Maguire. No, it's it's remember the Titans. <laughs> uh, anyway, we did a uh, we did a draft on the FBT podcast yesterday of fictional baseball players from movies and video games and stuff like that. It was it was pretty fun. Chris Towers wrote up a story on the website, so check it out. And Thursday we've got our regulators episode. Send in your league rules ideas or other issues, anything that's you know a little offbeat more specific to your league rather than players, uh, you know, fan- like NFL players, um, send them to fantasyfootballcbsi.com or Apple Pod Review. News and notes. The Giants signed Deion Lewis to a one-year deal. Does this matter? It matters to Tom Brady. Who? I would say it matters because we know who Saquon Barkley's backup is, so he's worth a handcuff pick late. We didn't really necessarily know last year. We thought it was Wayne Gallman, but it's probably going to be Lewis now. You think? I wouldn't be surprised if it's still somebody else. They haven't released any dollar amounts on that contract, right? It could be a minimum deal. I haven't seen any dollar amounts. I guess we will wait for this to unfold. But you don't think this takes catches away from Barkley? No. I think Daniel Jones is more likely to do that. Who? The Rams changed their logo. Does this matter? Yeah, they got precipitably worse just by releasing that logo. (laughs) It's a really bad logo. I don't mind the lo- the like the ram like the animal logo you know because they have the one that's on the helmet and then they have like the mascot logo the mascot one's kind of cool I think the helmet one's way too Chargers like okay discuss amongst yourself uh, Dallas center Travis Frederick retired so he, he missed 2018 yeah. yes does stink he has that auto he has an autoimmune disease and. Played well last year, but didn't feel like he was really himself. Any downgrades for the Dallas offense with this news? No, but it's not optimal. I made minor efficiency downgrades to Dak and Zeke. Um, I don't believe it was enough to change where they are ranked. But um, I, 
I'm not sure that Zeke's going to be a top five back for me. Interesting. I think the minor efficiency downgrades are smart. There's just like a little bit more worry that their awesome offensive line, you know, especially if someone else goes down at some point in the season, like that it's not awesome, you know? Yeah. They did have a whole season without Frederick and Zeke still was great. 1,400 yards, only six touchdowns on the ground, but he did average 4.7 yards per carry. Patriots released Steven Goskowski. Some quarterback news. The Redskins acquired Kyle Allen for a fifth-round pick. The Panthers signed P.J. Walker from the XFL. He used to play for Matt Rule at Temple. And the Chiefs signed Jordan Ta'amu from the XFL. Do any of these three moves matter? Um, nope. Yeah, not for most leagues. And finally, the Seahawks acquired a cornerback, Quinton Dunbar, from the Redskins for a fifth-round pick. We had a fun tweet last week. You can find it on the FF Today profile, at FF Today. It is pinned to the top. I hope you guys saw this. I'm sure you all retweeted it. Your fantasy team is down 40 points going into Monday Night Football. Are you bringing home the W? And then it had a, you know, every, it had a, basically players that corresponded to your birthday. And did you guys have good combination? birthday combination do you remember i loved this because it was fun. like most of these like they're all good but schrager mixed in like kaylin balash and guys like that so shout out to schrager for putting together a really good list i had Derek carr and adrian peterson so i definitely took the l oh i had Derek carr and uh todd Gurley, i believe so can I, you tell me who i have what's your birthday all right so well, let me i'm not really explaining it well so we have uh, a graphic that has birth month and birthday and you're supposed to combine the two to get the two players that you need for 40 points on Monday Night Football. So right, you want to be born on May 2nd. Patrick Mahomes and Michael Thomas. Or you could be Ben yes. Trager. He has Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, That's pretty good. So he's going to win. I have, yeah, Derek Carr in June and Todd Gurley in the 19th. What's your birthday, Heath? April 15th. Tom Brady and Corey Davis. All right. Winner, Sorry, winner. buddy. You lose. Jamie, what was your combo? I have Baker Mayfield and Todd Gurley. That's not very good either. All right, well, three. Trigger lose. thumb on the scales with Mahomes and Chris McCaffrey for his birthday. Oh, we all. I think we're all going to lose except for Ben Stragger. Yeah, way to go, Shraggy B, rigging the game. Yeah, you did rig it, Shraggy B. Unbelievable. Okay, I think Dave, Dave's is Ryan Tannehill, Jamal Williams. Oh, <laughs> Jamal. Oh, that's Williams. awful. <laughs> what Jamal Williams is doing there? That's terrible. Okay, Mahomes and McCaffrey for the win. So yeah, check it out. It's a fun tweet. Send it to your friends. You'll enjoy it. I, I did a I did a retro one and I got uh, Dan Marino and Jerry Rice. Oh, I made it myself. Very good. I'm sure that was uh, done with a lot of integrity. Mm-hmm. So I asked. Well, uh, it sounds like the other one was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's such a cheater. I can't believe that. <laughs> all right, so uh, I asked you all for some dynasty tweets. Here we go. Let's read some dynasty tweets. Then we'll get to Heat's risers and fallers. From Ben Spiler, hold or trade Keenan Allen? What kind of value will he have for a rookie draft pick? Keenan Allen. I want to trade him. Um, His value is going to be down, and I I don't really have a great value chart in front of me, but you you have a few things working against him. First, he used to be considered really injury-prone, and now he stayed healthy for, I think it's three straight 16-game seasons, but those types of things can crop back up. He's getting older in, in age. But most importantly, he's a you know high volume possession receiver who's going from Philip Rivers, who he's always played with since he came into the league and had a great connection with, to a scrambling quarterback who 
doesn't take doesn't throw a lot of interceptions because he doesn't challenge uh, you know tight windows and he either scrambles or takes a really high uh, has a really high sack rate in Tyrod Taylor. So you're going to get just way fewer passes. I mean, the 16 game paces for Rivers and Tyrod Taylor is like 130 target or attempt difference. So I think to, I, sorry, but no, no, I was just gonna say that's that's a massive downgrade for a possession receiver. The the one thing though I would take into account is Tyrod may not even start a game. He may start one. He may start five. He may start sixteen. But they're going to take a rookie. And so the question becomes, and everything you said is, is obviously 100% accurate, but the question becomes is when is that rookie ready and how good can he be? You know, so if we're talking about 2020 as maybe taking a down season from Keenan Allen to get maybe similar production in 2021, which is, was obviously a question mark. But would you, would you be selling too low knowing that most likely the person you're trying to sell Keenan Allen to is buying that? as no more rivers and what what the uncertainty is so so well, what I don't, would you take i have not got the trade chart completely updated post free agency and i i, I haven't up i had already kind of expected keenan allen to be in this situation in terms of quarterback i had him between the seventh and the eighth pick in an upcoming rookie draft okay uh from will grade the trade i just sent david johnson for stefan diggs and pick two two four or the fourth pick of round two. I sent David Johnson for Stefan Diggs and two four. A plus plus plus. Yeah, home run. Good job, Dwayne Larson. Trade should I trade twenty twenty draft picks now in case the season is delayed or canceled? I mean, I mean you're only doing it if the season's canceled because if it's delayed, you're still going to have those picks. Yeah, and even if it's canceled, I. If we're talking dynasty, these are rookie picks. They're still going to play in their, you know, what would have been their second season. So I, I guess the benefit to that is there's always a pretty good, like it's it's not too hard to trade a, a second round pick for a first round pick if you're looking at next year. And so if you can upgrade significantly, but I don't like we don't know. Well, we, we can't. Well, we can't. Yeah, most yeah. most most likely the draft is happening. Right. So exactly. if the draft happens, that's when a lot of dynasty picks will be traded, either before or after. So, you know, you're really not going to know the most likely the impact if the season's going to be delayed or I would hope not, but canceled. Worldwide goal wants us to talk about Christian Kirk's value. <laughs> I wonder though if there's some there's some that. upside for 2021 when Fitzgerald's gone if he's gone. I, yeah, there's some, um, but I don't like. Like, is he is was, he a good buy low candidate right now? What's that? Is he a buy low candidate right now to sit on for a year just to see? I I think he could be. I still had hope before that trade that Christian Kirk had top 12, top 15 upside, and I, I think that's probably disappeared for the near future, and so I. Like, I think he's, I think I'd rather have Keenan Allen. Kind of disagree with all that. I didn't move him down at all. Uh, I think there is certainly some potential now that he does worse, but I also think that his upside becomes a little higher if this entire offense starts to hum. We saw how well Will Fuller did as the number two. I don't think Fitzgerald's like a massive. Um, but Will Fuller's not been concern. a valuable, fa- like, he's he's good for, I don't know. He scored the most single game points of any fantasy player in 2019. 
I'm glad you caught like your, I'm glad you caught yourself the rest there, of the Heath. season combined. I'm glad you caught yourself, Heath, or what you're about to say. <laughs> well, no, I mean, look, I, I like Will Fuller, but Heath's right. He hasn't exactly been. He hasn't been consistent. He's been good when he's on the field. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, just he has if not this been Arizona consistent. offense in their second year with Cliff Kingsbury, they obviously couldn't get every, like all the hype that we had for them last year. They, they didn't hit on everything, but if, they improve the O-line a little bit. Kyler Murray takes a step forward, and this offense actually becomes the spread air raid offense that we were all hoping for. Christian Kirk can definitely still thrive, especially with less defensive attention. He could be a Chris Godwin-type number two breakout to Hopkins Evans because this this team will pass enough. Question. That's lofty, think, though. Think about That's this. That's very lofty. lofty. Absolutely. Yeah. Think yeah. about this, right? I, I feel like a lot of mobile quarterbacks, Cam Newton, uh, I don't know Deshaun Watson's stats off the top of my head. Uh, I will look them up. I feel like they're sort of capped at the 4,000 to 4,100-yard mark, and Cam Newton's never gotten 4,100 yards passing. So they're not Matt Ryan. They're not Aaron Rodgers. They're not often sustaining two receivers is the point I'm trying to make, and certainly not three. So, you know, what do you think – what do you think Kyler Murray's future is? Is he a 4,500-yard passer, or is he more of a 39 to 4,000-yard passer? Deshaun Watson's career high is 4,165. But these guys, as great as they are, they don't throw for that many yards, and that, that's important when you're talking about the number two guy on their team. Yeah, all, all fair points to his risk. I, I, I just think with, with Kirk, like for 2020, I, I don't necessarily see... Ben's Chris Godwin. Um, I'm I, I'm hopeful, but I don't see Chris Godwin. Um, but he could be a good running mate. I just think the problem is is that you still have Fitzgerald there. They're still going to throw to Drake and Edmonds or whoever the primary back may end up being by the end of the season. Hopefully it's Drake. They're still going to incorporate a fourth guy, whether it's Isabella or Butler or whoever the or Keyshawn Johnson, whoever that may be. So. Like where I, I think where Heath was coming from was okay, number one guy in this offense, most likely, great. Number two guy could be good. Maybe not the best for this season. But I think for twenty twenty one he could actually end up being decent. And in fact, I mean, look, we, we don't know how Hopkins is gonna feel because remember the one of the underlying storylines is he he may want a new contract. And I don't think the Cardinals are gonna flip him next year if things don't go well. But you just wonder how this whole thing will play out if there's no contract extension. So does that all of a sudden vault Kirk back into a very lofty status next year as one of Kyler Murray's or, or maybe Kyler Murray's best guy? So I, I would I would not sell him cheap. But if somebody if you can maybe convince somebody of that, if you want to move on from him, that, hey, next year may be really good for him. Then that's the type of trade I think you want to make in Dynasty. Next question comes from Tim Fleener. What players do you think are being undervalued? I'm all aboard the Hunter Renfro bandwagon. And I also like Devin Singletary. He's underrated. I don't I, think yeah. Devin Singletary is. I, I, like, it is a positive that so far they haven't been able to acquire another running back to go with Singletary, but it, there's sure been a lot of buzz about their trying to get another running back to go along with Singletary. So I'm going to well, feel I nervous guess, about that until after I guess the draft. That, that depends who you ask. Right, I talked about that. There was the report that they offered a contract to Melvin Gordon, and then Adam Adam Schefter was like, "Nope, not true. They're going to get another running back. The question is, is this going to be is going to be someone really good? Probably not at this point. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's underrated, Devin Singletary, but is Hunter Renfro underrated? I think so. Yeah, probably yeah. a little bit. 
What do you make of his last two games? Just just a fluke, 100 yards and a touchdown in both of them. Those targets were up. It, only had, nine targets in both. It was like 100 yards and a touchdown in two games on nine targets each. That's that's awesome. They have 75 tight ends now too. So I don't know if this was the two games, but he had he took two slants for touchdowns that were like 60-plus yards. I don't know if they were in those two games. I'm sure at least one was. Uh, um, been, yeah. And typically yards after the catch is a, is a really – unstable stat it's hard for it to repeat and it's just one of those stats that when you see it spike in an individual game on an individual play like that um and he did it twice and it was such a big part of his yardage for the season that i'm not quite as optimistic about his like efficiency numbers but uh especially because he's you know mainly going to be a slot guy but uh I, I yeah i think he's a little underrated another name i'd throw out is alan lazard in green bay definitely underrated right now in my opinion you think so? Because we certainly expect Green Bay to add a wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, I just think he's really good. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously moving on from Allison. Valdez-Gantling clearly did not work out for them. Uh, Rodgers really likes Lazard. And yes, they're, they're most likely going to add somebody else in the draft. But if it's not a day one pick, does day two, day three guy come in and supplant him right away? I agree with everything James just said. He could get supplanted, but the the cost right now before the draft to take that risk, I think, is totally worth it because there's a possibility he is their number two. This is interesting. I because I like when we were asking, are they underrated? I wasn't really sure how to. I don't know what their value perception is. So I pulled up the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Dynasty consensus rankings. Here's right, wide receiver seventy one through seventy five: Jalen Hurd, Alan Lazard, Kenny Stills, Hunter Renfro. Dante Pettis. Yes. Yeah, still, still is your, underrated right now. Who's your favorite of that group? Dynasty Renfro. It's Lazard for me, actually. Jamie, who's your favorite of that group? Oh, Renfro. Okay, let me read two more here, and then we'll get into Heath's risers and fallers. From Matthew McDonough, how far out is McCole Hardman from breaking out? How stubborn is Sammy Watkins going to be about... Um, getting his full contract. I almost said Hardman was underrated. I think his value is pretty high right now, though. Uh, and Watkins hasn't gone anywhere yet. So I don't know that he's underrated. But, I, yeah, he's definitely – He, I think Keith nailed it. He's definitely on the, on the cusp. It just depends on how much he'll play. And finally, Jeffrey Anderson, Hopkins or Godwin in Dynasty? Godwin. 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 Zeke or Josh Jacobs, half PPR? Zeke. 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 <laughs> okay. It's a tough one for Heath. All righty, guys. Uh, let's talk uh, quarterback risers and fallers here. Actually, I'm I'm a little surprised that Jamie and Ben said Zeke so quickly. I think that's a tough call, Zeke versus Jacobs. That's three I years different. I think you're putting right? a lot on Jacobs to say that he's already on Zeke's level. I, I'm concerned. That we talked about it in... After the girly move on some pods in the last week or so, uh, I'm concerned that Zeke, you know, might be the next elite back to fall off in the next several years. But you know, it might take two or three years. And Zeke is a, a round one startup pick. Clearly, I'm not sure Josh Jacobs is yet. What do you think the age difference is between the two of them? Three years. Three years. Uh, it's probably within months, but 24, 22 right now. Okay. All right, Dynasty quarterback risers. He has Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, and Ryan Tannehill. And where are they rising to, Heath? 
Uh, let's see. I've got Minshew at 14, Tannehill at 19, Bridgewater at 23. I just went with the biggest movers from my – I I have updated quarterback post-free agency. I've updated running back. I haven't got to there two yet. So these were just the biggest movers in that direction, which is why you don't see Kyler Murray, who only went from fourth to third. Okay, can you repeat that? Sorry, Bridgewater, Minshew, and Tannehill, where did they move to? 14 for Minshew, 19 for Tannehill, 23 for Bridgewater. Bridgewater is the biggest mover overall. And Minshew is ahead of whom? <laughs> Sam Darnold. Interesting. Drew Locke. Jimmy Garoppolo are the three behind him. It's, it's going to be so interesting to see what the Jaguars do. Yeah, I can't put Minshew but. there in Dynasty right now. I think there's still a, a decent possibility that Minshew is not their long-term starter and doesn't even start 16 games this year. He may He's not start week spot. one. He may not start week one, depending on what they do. Yeah. It's just it's it's so up in the air. I mean, if I'm Jaguars, I I sign Jameis and just see what happens for a one-year deal. Just let him go compete with Minshew and see if you can get something uh, while you're tanking for Trevor. Minshew is on pace for only 3,800 yards. He had a lot Everybody of games. Partial games. No, 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 no. That games. that was that was based on just his twelve starts. Sorry, thank yeah, you. He, for he, do you know that when Adam talks about guys that he likes, he throws out the half games or the injured uh-huh. games. <laughs> I did that when with he Minshew. He talks about guys that I, you like. I did he it. Leaves in the half games <laughs> or the injured games. <laughs> no, uh, I did that with Minshew. Uh, based on his twelve starts, three thousand eight hundred yards, and twenty four touchdowns, to eight interceptions, which is really really good for a rookie. Also, four hundred and forty rushing yards. That was his pace based on his twelve starts. Um, and again, that's more yards than Kyler Murray, barely four more touchdowns, four fewer interceptions and a hundred fewer rushing yards. He, he had a really good year. He did. Well, and I think like, I know he wasn't uh, a great prospect coming out, but I do think it's worth noting. Like he threw for 4,800 yards, 38 touchdowns and only nine interceptions his last year at Washington state. Like, it's not like that was the first time he'd ever been good at playing quarterback. Yeah, but that was a Mike Leach offense, and we've seen that. We don't. Well, what offense was Kyler Murray playing in? No, I, I, I mean, I, I guess my point is we've seen a lot of guys throughout Mike Leach's coach's career, coaching career in college at Texas Tech and at Washington State, put up ridiculous numbers, and none of them have been particularly good in the NFL. That doesn't mean that that Gardner Minshew's yeah. bad. Listen, hey, hey, you stop talking bad about the Cougs, all right? We know, we know you're a Washington guy. Okay? I mean, Luke Falk put up big numbers. He was really <laughs> bad for the Jets last year. No, like, there's, I know. Mike and, and there's a lot the, of other guys. Baker Mayfield put up big numbers, and he was really bad for the Browns last year. But Mike Leach is the Mike D'Antoni of college football. Like he's just uh, he's great in terms of stats for sure. Um, all right, any other thoughts here, guys, on uh, Tannehill or Bridgewater? I think the moves for Tannehill and Bridgewater are fine, and I, I think it's fine to have optimism for Minshew. I think he, I know Heath really likes him, but I think having him 14th at QB right now at this moment is is really aggressive. What do you make of the fact that the Titans? It seems like they preferred Tannehill over Tom Brady. Youth, probably. For sure, but I really question that. Is anybody buying Ryan Tannehill? I'm not. Okay, I'm not asking for buying what he did last year because I, I it was unsustainable. But is there appeal to Ryan Tannehill? Is he going to be a good fantasy slash NFL quarterback going good forward? Good to QB quarterback. Yeah, I, I think those questions, though, don't necessarily go hand in hand with someone like him because if their offense is is run similar, he'll be a good NFL quarterback. I'm not a good fantasy quarterback. I mean, he, he he's 
probably going to end up being more of a game manager than a fantasy asset. And Dynasty is weird because you got to look at contracts. And now that he signed this deal, we know that he's going to be a starter for a couple of seasons. Like just he's like just like Nick Foles. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe there's, there's, you know, ways that he's not a starter for multiple seasons, but um, it seems likely a lot more likely than other guys, you know, even some of these older guys, Brady and breeze and stuff. I mean, and and then especially somebody like Minshew who's on a rookie deal and and doesn't have as much guaranteed money tied up. I believe it was a four year, $118 million deal for Ryan Tannehill. Let's go to the fallers. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and Jacoby Brissett. Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, and Jacoby Brissett. Okay, Brissett, I don't think people are going to be too interested in him. But Winston and Cam Newton, do you rank either of them ahead of Gardner Minshew, who you have 14th in your dynasty rankings? I would. I did. Um, I think the most common question I got with my last rankings was, why is Jameis Winston all the way down at 12? He was just a top-five quarterback, and he's still young, and this is why. Um, I don't have confidence that these guys are going to get a chance to start week one of the, like, I feel more confident that Minshew's going to start week one this year than I do those guys. And especially Cam, I don't know what his long-term future is if he doesn't get a starting job this year. The perception, like I would like for Jameis Winston and Cam Newton to be starting quarterbacks in, in the NFL, and I would draft them for fantasy. The perception around the league seems to be much, much, much worse for both guys than the fantasy perception that we have. Adam, do you know that the Dynasty League we share that we won last year? Of course. We have three quarterbacks on the roster. Would you like to hear them? Since you don't uh, I, know, I know them. They're on they're right. my team. What are they? Uh, Cam Newton. Nope. Jameis Winston. That's one. And Jacoby Brissett. Nope. Uh, you got one, one out of three. Who? We have, we have Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, mm. and Mitchell Trubisky. Yikes. Not uh, not so good. The championship roster. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I feel like now it was. Hey, look, last year, great last year. One guy threw for five thousand yards, and the other guy was the hottest quarterback from week seven on. So amazing. it worked out pretty well. It's amazing. <laughs> I. By the way, Jamie mentions that dynasty team. I, we don't share that team. I somehow was put on the email alerts, and it was the most annoying thing. I wasn't even in the league, and I kept getting all these emails. Um, I also think I should confess that now uh, I forgot the URL for the. XFL fantasy league that we did and for the last like three weeks I couldn't even get in to set my lineup so I actually ended up winning one week but Speaking I think I of, set your lineup for you a couple times completely <laughs> forgot the, forgot the URL couldn't you find it in my search history or anything I tried every letter and nothing came up Yeah. Um, Speaking of leagues that Ben Gretsch is running, have I received my 80 points for the Kansas Jayhawks National Championship in <laughs> <Omni>? <laughs> What a year for Omni Fantasy. Right, like, so, I'm clearly getting, like, I noticed in the standings, some people have received points for things. What? Yes. The uh, Champions League, they they got down into the, to the spot where they could get points into the final eight, but then everything got shut down. So I don't know how we're going to handle that. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, there was a regulators. consensus number one team in all polls. I think it's pretty obvious how to handle it. Regulators. <laughs> so, uh, He's hanging the banner. So Cam Newton, do you think he'll be a running quarterback going forward? Because if he isn't, I he might be just fantasy junk. Depends I mean, on the it, all, it all depends on where he ends up. Yeah, depends on the coordinator who's who he's with. If Winston or Cam go to the Patriots, would you be excited? Yes. More yep. so for Cam than Jameis. 
if Winston or Cam go to the well, give me another desk. Oh, the Jaguars. More so for Jameis than Cam. I'd be excited for both. All right, let's go to the Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but I, I would like Jameis better in Jacksonville than I would in New England. Yeah, I agree with that. Doesn't seem to fit with New England. Cool. So running back risers. Kenyon Drake, Daryl Henderson, David Johnson, and Jordan Howard. Would you like to provide some context, Heath? Uh, I think we talked about Kenyon Drake a lot last week, but he's still at a 26-year-old back that we now rank as a top 12 back this year and view as having top five potential. And he's shown top five potential in, in a half a season last year and a third of a season in Miami. So, yeah, he uh, he was a big jumper. Henderson, well, where, like Malcolm where, Brown where, was tell us where you, a huge where you have them. as well. Tell, tell us where What's you that? have them. Tell us where you have them. Drake, you said he was a mover, but where, too? Oh, You'd like, not context, you'd like numbers. Both, yeah. Context and specifics, yes. Okay, Sorry. so I've got Kenyon Drake currently at 13. Okay. Henderson is at 22. And... David Johnson. 28. Jordan Howard. Uh, 33. Ben and Jamie, would you rather have Daryl Henderson or David Johnson? Heath has Henderson six picks ahead, six spots ahead of David Johnson. Henderson in Dynasty, Johnson in season. For sure. I'll take Henderson probably in both. I, I, I really like him in Dynasty now. I think he was a really good prospect. Yeah, he barely got used, and that's a knock on him, certainly. But um, he had like an 8.9 yards per carry average at Memphis, was very like dominated their backfield, kept Tony Pollard off the field, was very good as a prospect. So somebody that I would probably have higher than 22 in Dynasty. So who are the running backs that are around Kenyon Drake in your Dynasty rankings? Let's just see if I can find um, Devin Singletary. Mm. And give me like one or two more. Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. Marlon Mack. Fellas, I'll take Drake. I'll He's take ahead Drake. of all. Okay. How about Daryl Henderson? Um, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, James Conner. I'll take Henderson. I mean, I think that gets back to our conversations last week that I just referenced with Gurley and and how running, but you want to find the next best thing. Henderson has the potential to be a top five back. He also has the potential to not play a lot. I agree with that, but I like to take these high risk swings. Fun, interesting stuff. And then David Johnson. All right. Who's around David Johnson. (laughs) Kareem Hunt, Ronald Jones, Sony Michelle. Janie, your reaction. Is that a fun group or what? Um, it's very fun. It's a party. Bill O'Brien would love to host. Um, (laughs) Uh, I think that's the, probably the right range for him. You know, the the wild card in that would be Ronald Jones because if he's the guy in Tampa, he could have a nice run for a couple of years if Tom Brady's still Tom Brady. If he learns how to pass block. I mean, I, I obviously love Ronald Jones, but I don't know what to do with him this offseason. <laughs> By the way, we talked to Greg Allman yesterday, who writes for the Bucks, uh, writes for the Athletic. He's a beat beat writer for the Bucks. We're gonna air that interview on Thursday's show. We asked him about Ronald Jones, and 
Yeah, I don't know if, uh, if we want to get... Let's talk about Kareem Hunt versus David Johnson. You got to take Johnson this year, I assume. What is yep. your outlook for Kareem Hunt? I don't... like. I really don't know. There's obviously some off-field risk. He's had a lot of trouble keeping his name out of the newspaper. Um, so I think you have to factor that in, the fact that he currently is just a second back. But if you told me they were going to let him reach, he was going to be a free agent next year, and his season went like his half a season went this year, I might like him better than I liked any of the free agent running backs this year. He's yeah. still not. He's still young enough. Yeah, he's he's a really sneaky one in dynasty. Like next year, he could make that Kenyon Drake leap, or he could be on a dynasty waiver wire because he got in a lot of trouble. Well, and he arguably already made that. I mean, like he started as a rookie leading the NFL in rushing yards, and yep. and was very good through eleven games before Kansas City released him, and was good last year for the half season with the Browns. He's only really ever been productive. I agree with everything he said, but. Um, he's another one that's tough to to, to value as well because if he ever gets into a lead back role again, I think he'd probably be viewed, you know, close to the top ten. If you knew yeah. he was going to be a two hundred fifty to a three hundred touch back, like he's been productive anytime he's gotten touches, so it's he's tough. Do you have Kareem Hunt or Todd Gurley? Uh, Gurley. Yeah, Gurley. Yeah, I think I'll lean Gurley too. Kareem Hunt or. Keenan Allen. I'll still take Allen. Yeah, I'll still take. I'll, I'll go Allen as well. I would. I would lean Allen. I've not. Again, you know, I haven't updated wide receivers, but they'll be very close. Finally, three followers from Heath at running back, and then we'll read your emails at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman and Devontae Freeman. Two Broncos, two Freeman. Freemans. Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, Devontae Freeman. Go. I mean, Devontae Freeman's value could be like, this is a similar situation to Cam and Jameis Winston. We don't know if he's going to get a job that provides real dynasty value. Um, I wouldn't be all that surprised if he ends up as like a pass-catching back in somebody's offense and is like a poor man's James White without Tom Brady, which isn't great for fantasy. Uh, I still have some hope for Lindsey, but he's not really young enough to be a sit behind a guy for a year or play second fiddle for a couple of years. So it's like I dropped Lindsay down to he's just one spot ahead of Jordan Howard now. And he's actually older than Jordan Howard now. Philip Lindsay? Yes. Actually he always has been. <laughs> yeah. He is currently he just became older. That's very funny. Um okay. Does anybody have long term hope for Lindsay, Royce Freeman or Devontae Freeman? A little bit for Lindsey and Freeman, not for Devontae Freeman. Uh, Lindsey and Royce Freeman, not for Devontae. But yeah, I mean, this isn't isn't great for their short term value, and they're not guys that I would want to to really be investing in right now. Because I mean, unless you can get Royce really cheap, but um, I think like for example, Philip Lindsey's name value is probably going to keep him higher than he should go when you really break down the splits. I think the combination of Gordon and Lindsey are going to wind up having too much combined draft value this year just because they're both really good and now they're in the same spot and there's not enough touches to go around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I still, I, I like them as players and they're young, but I, it's hard to, to really be optimistic about these guys. Cool. Let's read some emails. Fantasyfootball at CBSI.com. From Michael, 
I've only ever participated in redraft leagues. I was just invited to join a new startup dynasty league. It's Superflex, PPR, and 1.5 PPR for tight ends. I'm nervous how to draft when it starts in a couple months or so. Can you gentlemen take some time to break down how to draft in dynasty versus redraft? Which positions to target early and which positions to wait on, etc.? Receiver early. Yep. Just the longevity of it. And, I mean, anytime you get into a question of player versus player, youth is probably a good deciding factor, years in league and age. Yeah, I mean, the the cool thing about this format, I'm actually in a startup right now that's super flex and tight end premium. Um, the, the cool thing is you're going to see quarterbacks go in the first round. You're going to see tight ends go um, potentially in the first round or definitely in the second round. Kittle will go and, and Kelsey by the end of the second round, I would guess. So it pushes down running backs and receivers as well. You you have a lot of flexibility. The The riskiest position is always going to be running back. I mean, we just named a bunch of guys. Like Devontae Freeman would have been probably a fourth or fifth round pick, even a, you know, a, a little bit older, but he still probably would have went in that range and started last year. And now he has almost no value. You can you can see your, your value crater as a running back. David Johnson, we just talked about. But uh, receivers have a lot more longevity, a lot more projectable over multiple seasons, definitely where I would start. The other big advice I would give is try to trade back. It, it's hard to do when people want to trade up for big names. But when you're starting up a dynasty league, it's great to get guys that can gain in value as opposed to guys who can lose value. Um, it, you know, it doesn't it's not as fun because you're not drafting all these high, big name players, but it really helps you over the long term. And there are some startup dynasty owners that will tank year one and just load up on the future and try to be awesome in year two and beyond. You could do that. You could try that. Probably not the most fun thing, but, you know, people do it. All right, this is from the Truffle Shuffle. Hey, Ned, Dusty, Lucky, and El Guapo. Hey, Ben, what's that reference? Ned, Dusty, Lucky, and El Guapo. No idea. Come on. I. You know how like people used to make other people mixtapes? I want to make you a, a DVD collection of classic movies that get referenced on our show all the time. This is The Three Amigos. 12-team Superflex Tight End Premium League. I'm trying to acquire draft picks for the future 2020 and possibly 2021 drafts. What is Matt Ryan worth? Your dynasty trade chart says he's valued at 22, which is approximately approximately equal in value to a mid to late first or and early second round pick. Is that what I should expect at a minimum in return for Matt Ryan? Yeah, probably pretty fair. Yeah, that seems I like early second seems good. Well, it, was he saying a mid to late first? He said a mid to late first and an early second. There's no way you're getting that from Matt Ryan. Yeah, I wouldn't think he'd get two picks for him at his age. No. I wouldn't give up a first round pick in a dynasty league for Matt Ryan. Well, a super flex. Oh, super. <sighs> yeah, I mean, if somebody's. The, the key with super flex is always if somebody's QB needy, you, you want to find that person as your trade partner. Well, that just changed things. I'm sorry I missed that, even though I read it out loud. <laughs> so would you would you I, in a superflex league do that a first, a mid to late first and an early second? Well, who's like it's really there's not a lot of teams that have a mid to late first and an early second. Right, you you would have had to have acquired it. Um, so I do think that in a superflex league he's worth more than an early. I think if I really pro, like, just trade the I second. Would, I'd take a late first in superflex. 
I'm not sure early second quite gets it done in Superflex. And it's with quarterbacks in a 12-team Superflex because there's not 32 good quarterbacks. So I mean 36. So not everyone has three quarterbacks, and you'd like three quarterbacks in a Superflex setup. It's it's totally dependent on your team. If you have four quarter like four starting quarterbacks, you're going to move him more more likely. If you only have two, like he's worth a lot more, right? So what you ask back is totally dependent on your depth as well. You can maybe try and offer. You're trying to acquire him. No, no. he's trying. The person's trying to sell him. Yeah, I would say if you're trying to acquire him, maybe the two seconds. If you if you traded for a second second round pick. Okay, email here. No name on this one. Dear Sandler, Chappelle, Fox, and Ledger. Come on, you got to throw. You got to get a Ben in there. That's Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Ben, which celebrity would you like to be? Ben, Ben, what? <laughs> Stiller? Don't care. Stiller. Yeah, Stiller's okay. Fine. Dear Sandler, Chappelle, Fox, Ledger, and Stiller. I've got two trade offers. Help me decide. Trade one. I give up Chandler Jones, Le'Veon Bell, and pick 116, 16th pick of the first round. And I get Juju, Sony Michelle, and Johnny Smith. Chandler Jones, Le'Veon Bell, and 116 for Juju, Michelle, and Johnny Smith. <laughs> Or Did anyone shed light on what Chandler Jones' value is right now? <laughs> I don't, I don't he's play really IP. good. I mean, I was looking at his number. I saw this email, and I was like, well, I know he had a lot of sacks last year, but those could be kind of up and down. This guy gets like 12 or more sacks basically every yeah. year. It's amazing. He, he, was, he was a late push for Defensive Player of the Year last year, too, so he had a really strong finish to the season. Um, I think it kind of depends on also what I, I position he's designated I didn't read at. the uh, second email yet, just so you know. Or the second trade. There's that trade. Well, no. For Chandler Jones, in some leagues, he could still be a defensive end. Mm. Okay. Much more valuable than a linebacker. Yeah. Okay. Second trade. I give up Edelman, Le'Veon Bell, and pick 116 and get Ingram, Robert Woods, and Jonu Smith. Which Ingram? Mark. Sorry. Say it again. Julian Edelman, Le'Veon Bell, and the 16th pick of the first round. For Mark Ingram, Robert Woods, and Johnny Smith, as opposed to Juju Smith-Schuster, Sony Michelle, and Johnny Smith, I would not do trade two. Why not? I would rather have Le'Veon than Ingram. I would rather have one point sixteen than John U. And I don't think Woods over Edelman's a big enough difference to make up for those. In the first trade, you're getting Juju Smith-Schuster, who's yeah, I like getting Juju Smith-Schuster right now. The only thing about guy. about trade two is you're selling two older players for really just one older player, and you don't know what the draft pick ends up being. Le'Veon shelf life is maybe two years at best. Element is clearly on his last legs, especially who knows what he's going to become now. Woods, I think, can still give you three or four good years. What What is more valuable, the 16th pick overall or Robert Woods? Woods. 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 This is from Tim. Hey, Adam, Jabe, Dave, Adam, Jamie, Dave, Heath, and Ben. Stiller, I'm looking to rebuild the Dynasty team. It's my first time playing Dynasty. I took the team over knowing it will be two-plus years of a rebuild. Eh, I don't know about that, Tim. We'll see. Assets that I have are the first overall pick, Josh Jacobs, Jarvis Landry, Larry Fitzgerald, DK Metcalf, Latavius Murray, Dante Parker, or Devon, excuse me, he just put D Parker. Dante. De- Devante Parker. Really good prospect. <laughs> Antonio Brown, 
Christian Bray, Cameron Bray, <laughs> and my quarterbacks are Jameis and Darnold. So it's six point per passing touchdown, one point for every twenty yards. Uh, it's so it favors quarterbacks, which is not good when you have Winston and Darnold, I guess. And um, all right, what do you? So what, what's the question here? Should I look to trade Josh Jacobs for picks? That was the question. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about Jacobs necessarily. I think you should definitely be looking to move anybody who has value, especially some of these older guys like Jarvis Landry. I don't know, you know, his value seems to fluctuate so much between, you know, different leagues. Um, but yeah, you want to try to get young as much as you possibly can. And the one-on-one's great. Jonathan Taylor, I mentioned is, is a really good prospect and that's going to be worth a lot. And maybe during your rookie draft, before you pick him, you see if somebody is willing to give you a, a huge offer. So I've seen in, in, prior years where there's been such a strong 101 that guys have given up maybe the 104 and the 105 and when you need a lot of players you, you you probably take that and you try to hit on two top five prospects as opposed to just hitting on one player um so yeah you got to be open to anything and you're trying to add depth who do you guys value more highly in dynasty josh jacobs or dk metcalf uh jacobs yeah jacobs was close yeah, I, I would like to enter the uh, my rookie draft with a roster that includes Josh Jacobs and DK Metcalf and Josh Jacobs and DK Metcalf from this roster. And yeah, Jonathan and, and Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. I mean, that's a great core to start. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else you can trade. Devonte Parker, maybe. Yeah, he doesn't. Have I think you can get something for Landry. I think yeah. you can get something for Parker. I think you could. It's possible. Nah, you're probably not getting anything for Winston or Donald. If you're going total rebuild, those are the players you trade. Do you think you can get two first round picks for DK Metcalf? Two? Yeah. No. No yeah. way. This not this this, class. this draft class is just so loaded. Like he's maybe sixth or seventh at best, taking into account what he did last year. This is from Brandon. I've been offered the following trade. I get Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, the number nine pick in this year's draft, and a fourth round pick. I give up Kyler Murray. The number five pick in this year's draft and a second round pick. So give up Kyler, the fifth pick and a second round pick for Lamar Jackson, the ninth pick and a fourth round. Uh, the ninth and a, the ninth pick and a fourth round pick. Done. Um, this is not a dynasty league. I think it is. This is a two QB league where you can keep only two players. What? Well, he put dynasty in the subject line, didn't he? So this is a keeper league. Okay. Um. Yeah, that makes me want to do it even more. Get Lamar yeah. Jackson and keep him. Yeah. He put Dynasty Trade in the subject line. Brandon, you tricked well, me. I just read the next line of the email. You could have done that. <laughs> Actually, if they're only keeping two players, that also changes who's available in the draft. Like Everyone's four, available. Yeah, fourth and second round pick is a big difference. That's a, it's an interesting one, but I, I think I would take Jackson. And from Bobby, how early is too early to draft George Kittle in a tight end premium league? Like nine, eight. Yeah, I wouldn't take him in the top six for sure. Well, I mean, it, Kittle's going over Kelsey in Dynasty. Yep. So, yeah, I, I would say somewhere around eight to ten. That's when he should go, George Kittle, or yeah. that's too early? No, I think that's perfect. All righty. 
Good Dynasty show, guys. Thursday, we got some regulators. We got more Dynasty talk with wide receivers and tight ends that are on the move in Heath's rankings. And your emails, as always, at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you Thursday.